हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 27 डेमोक्रेसी एंड डेवलपमेंट एंड असेसमेंट एंड वी आर गोइंग टू डिस्कस सब्सटेंसिव डेमोक्रेसी द क्रिटिक ऑफ प्रोसीजरल डेमोक्रेसी इज प्रोवाइडेड बाय द स्कॉलर्स हु स्टडी द सब्सटेंसिव डेमोक्रेसी इन देयर ओपिनियन it views democracy in a limited way electoral democracy is minimal democracy free and fair elections universal adult franchise political parties pressure groups and availability of constitution are etc are not sufficient conditions for democracy though they are necessary democracy has to be located in the society taken out of the institutional mode this alternative view of democracy can be termed as the substantive democracy bitham argues for a social agenda of democratization democracy has to be grounded in the reality of society apart from the participation and competition of the elections Fareed Jakira however criticizes the substantive democracy in that it views democracy in the normative terminology as good governance with a wide range of rights it does not consider the descriptive democracy In the past two decades in India substantive democracy has also found a significant place in the discourse on democracy the assessment of substantive democracy is sought to be made in relation to the role of the state on the issue concerning with the nation state secularism welfareism and development in India and also the role of the state regarding these issues in the context of globalization niraja jayal argues that there are two types of arguments regarding the relationship between the state and democracy one there can be no democracy without an effective state which can exist when there is a strong civil society to counter the authoritarianism of the state jayal argues that both state and society are complementary to each other in relation to the setting up of democracy but in the absence of the universal criteria of citizenship the particularistic interest can hijack the project of democracy in her opinion indian state is an internationalist state whose thirst has been developmental rather than welfare state civil society is also an essential ingredient of substantial democracy in india there are two viewpoints on the civil society one it considers all associations and collective actions as civil society irrespective of the issues they take up to only those associations which take up two issues of universal significance 
not sectarian and whose foundation is secular or universal are considered civil society. Recently, a new debate has got momentum in our country. The debate between the communitarian and the liberal, the relationship between the individual and the communities within and between them. The rise of identity politics, Dalit, OBVC, women, tribal, ethnicity, environmental issues, etc., the new social movements and the inability of the discourse which privileges democracy with the elections have necessitated the focus on the substantive democracy. This has been viewed both as the challenge to the nation state and as an increase in the democratic content of the country with the understanding that India is becoming more democratic. A position which Ashutosh Varsane opted. The most ardent critic of the nation state perspective is provided in the writings of the scholars representing the peripheries of the country like Northeast India. This perspective proposes the alternative in the form of province state. Sanjay Barwa book India against itself is a representative of this perspective. This all has happened with a simultaneous rise of the large number of issues, governance, civil society, social capitals, human rights, etc. The existence of all these factors is taken as an indicator of the existence of democracy in the country. Even here, there are opposite views which suggest both the absence and presence of these factors. With the introduction of the 73rd and 74th constitutional amendment, the decentralization has been democratized and the scope of democracy has expanded to include the women, OBCs and Dalits at the grassroots level. Prior to this, dominant group, social groups exclusively dominated by the institutions of the local self-governance. This defeated the very purpose of the democracy. The transfer of 29 subjects to the local bodies has added to the democratic decentralization. However, democratic decentralization gets impeded in the light of the fact that in several cases women members of PRI Panchayati Raj institutions are proxies of the male members of their families. The increasing role of crime, money, etc. has further eroded the credibility of the local level democracy. Nevertheless, whichever the public action has coexisted with the institutions of local self-government the institutions of local self-government have functioned democratically. Usually, the assessment of democracy in India has been done at the national, state and district level and the functioning of democracy at these levels has been independent of each other. 
there has been the top bottom not the bottom up approach to democracy in india atul kohli however has covered three levels nation state and district in his book democracy and discontent india's crisis of governability scholars like o donnell have underlined the need to see the differences within democracy or citizenship following this tra- tradition patrick haller has disaggregated democracy in order to view the its degrees in india comparing kerala with rest of the country he opines that there is more democracy in kerala than the rest of the country it is possible due to the existence of the robust civil society and an effective state they are unlike in rest of the country here the effective or substantive democracy is indicated by the progress in the areas of education health and distributive justice their extension to the subterranean groups in rajni kothari's opinion the indian state played a significant role in building democracy in the first two decades following independence it implemented welfare schemes and development programs though it was a modern state then indian democracy during this phase was marked by the accommodation of all interest and building consensus but since 1970 especially with the promulgation of emergency in india the execution of concentrated power in its hands this eroded the moderateness of the state as a result the executive resorted to populism undermining the democratic institutions and personalizing institutions the state virtually started acting against democracy atul kohli argues that the indian democracy is facing a crisis of governability it is indicated by the growing disjuncture between the weakening institutions and multiplying demands erosion in the credibility of the political parties leaders and the indisciplined political mobilization of the various social groups and class conflicts within the society have caused the crisis of governability in india the state elite has played a crucial role in the politics of the political disorder crisis of favorability alaina and ash rudhop has attempted to comprehend the relationship of indian state and the political economy with the democracy in india they analyze the mobilization of people in terms of demand polity and the role of the state in terms of command polity but there is no necessary correlation between the type of regime democratic or authoritarian and type of polity command or demand
the nature of polity whether it is demand or command depends on the nature of economy and not the nature of the regime the survival of indian democracy has baffled some observers for whom it is a puzzle or exception of the third world political system it has survived diversity on the basis of caste religion language etc which often result in violence arend lespert explains this puzzle by providing a consolidation interpretation the theory of consolidationism is based on the premise that in a multi ethnic society power is shared among different groups of the society the consolidationism in a society is contingent upon four conditions government of the coalition in which all ethnic groups are represented cultural autonomy of the groups of the cone socialization their propositional representation in politics and civil services and minority veto on the issues concerning the minority rights and autonomy Lisperts argues that the success of the Congress system, coalition governments, federalism, principles of protective discrimination, and constitutional provisions of the religious and cultural rights of minorities and minority veto through political pressures are indicators of the success of Indian democracy in a cone. socialisational way indian democracy has survived on the principles of power sharing system as it prevails in austria netherlands switzerland lebanon and some other countries in this system all major groups shared power in the cone socialisational way this system prevailed during the first two decades following independence Lisperts however concedes that during the past few years with the decline of the congress system and attack on the minorities and the rise of bjp the trend have been in contraventional to the constitutional theory paul arbras criticizes the constitutional model as not applicable in to india at all this is so both in the context of modern history and contemporary politics though different groups might come together to form a co socialization or alliances their internal squabbles always pose a threat to con socialization Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.